Welcome to our Monday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 87. Israel's prophets, such as Isaiah, speak of a time when the nations of the world shall come to Jerusalem and bring their worship to God. They speak of a time when the temple becomes a centre of shared worship and a common faith for peoples from many nations. And this vision of the future is expressed in this psalm. In this psalm, we see something of the glory of Jerusalem, which containing the temple is the seat of God's special presence. In verses one to three, we see the glorious city of Jerusalem. It is glorious for in verse three, that is how it is described. Glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God. Firstly, it is glorious because it is founded by God. In verse 1, on the holy mount stands the city he founded. Secondly, it is glorious because it is favoured by God. In verse 2, the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. It needs to be pointed out that God didn't hate other parts of Israel, but he blessed and favoured Jerusalem with his presence. In verses 4 to 7, we see something of its citizens. Firstly, they are drawn from many nationalities. In verse 4, among those who know me, I mention Rahab and Babylon, Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Cush. This is looking forward to a time when not just the occasional non-Jew, like Rahab or Naam, worships God, but whole nations. And notice the amazing thing. These aren't just any nations, but those who are so opposed to God and his people. Secondly, they've had a spiritual rebirth in verses four and five. This one was born there, they say, and of Zion it shall be said, this one and that one were born in her. Thirdly, they have a security because God has entered their names in the city register. In verse six, the Lord records as he registers the peoples this one was born there. Fourthly, they are satisfied by God. In verse seven, singers and dancers alike say, all my springs are in you. This is a spiritual thirst being satisfied only by God and in God. It has been said that the unique contribution of this psalm is to give a glimpse of the universal character of God's worship. Its universal language brings to mind the time when, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6, the Gentiles become fellow heirs with the Jews, members of the same body, and partakers of the promised in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And so this psalm anticipates what we see in the New Testament. There will be a universal, an international church. Members belong to it 
from all nations and members come into it by spiritual rebirth and their names are recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. As I finish, it is such a lovely picture in this psalm of God writing down in his book, his register, each name of those who've had a spiritual rebirth. Remember those words? The Lord records as he registers the peoples. This one was born there. So precious is their salvation to God that he does not leave the recording to men or angels. Indeed, only he knows all who are his, and only he knows the exact time when, because they have spiritual rebirth, they pass from death to life. Surely this being so precious to God gives great assurance amid all the hardships and troubles of life. Join me on Wednesday for Psalm 88.